guys, welcome to another installment of our podcast. The title for today is Salvation. Am I called? I'm Remy. And I'm Moises. And we're happy to see you guys here. Yeah. So for today, uh, our topic is salvation. And um, I think the very first thing, well, before we dive in, right into it, let's just go for a quick little prayer. And then uh, we'll jump right into the verse that we have for today. So let's just bow our heads real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for this day you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity and the blessings to be sharing the word, Father, to be sharing the word with our brothers and sisters. Lord, we just pray that you guide us, you guide this um, installment that we're doing. And maybe your words, Father, speaking to each and every single one of us and not our words. Lord, thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. So uh, I guess to start off, uh, uh, it'll probably show up on screen, but uh, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to be reading verse 8 and 9. And it says, For by grace you have been saved, through faith and not of, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not any works, lest anyone should boast. So, a lot of, like, I think it's very important and very impactful uh, as far as when it comes to salvation and also in, in the works of, of Christianity. Like, for instance, in other religions, it's uh, very common, or, or I guess also in a sense where um, other people view religions that it's your works. You have to be a great person. You have to be a good person to be saved. You want to get to heaven. You have to be this amazing, well person. And, and the, we see here that in Ephesians, that's not exactly how it is. Yeah. Because if, if we actually start comparing ourselves and, and what it actually means to go to heaven, what are the requirements to be in God's presence, it requires perfection. It requires a good in us. And although we do have good works and we, there, are, there is some good in us, we're not 100% completely good. So the scripture also tells us that we all fall short to the glory of God. Yeah. And right here we see it, it's something amazing, something that, God has, that Christ has given us. It says, for by grace we have been saved through our, through our faith. Mm. And I think it's, it's important and I think it's very, um, I guess, a, a crucial part in, in what we believe right in our Christianity and our faith, that it's not our works that we do. And that doesn't mean be a bad person, right? It's no matter what it is that we can give, we always have to give our best, mm. but know that it's not because of your actions you're being saved. It's because of the faith that you have in mm. Jesus, the faith that you have in him. That's how we earn our salvation. Yeah. It's liberating, honestly, because like I grew up in the church. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, because I was little and little kids are really self-centered and it has to be about you all the time. Yeah. But my brother and I were always really scared that it was about what we did, you know, and salvation, like we had to be perfect to be completely honest and not like to put him on blast. But like my brother doesn't come to church anymore because he thinks like he has to be this certain level of perfect to mm -hmm. be here. And that's not the case. Exactly what you said. It's grace. It's God's gift that he extends to us. And regardless of like, I guess like our failures and our flaws, so long as we come to him and we're just like, God, like I messed up. His, he is so good and like forgiving us. No, yeah. And I think like what you mentioned right now, I think that's probably true. I think for all of us, maybe starting off or like when we're kids, when we're younger, or maybe when we're, we're not that uh, strong in our faith. Like for instance, uh, I went through that and my brother actually he might still be in that situation. He doesn't come to church either. Mm. But I remember one time I had a conversation with him, and um, he was telling me the reason that he doesn't go to church. One of the main reasons is that 
he doesn't feel good enough. Like, yes, like he's not thing. worthy to be there because of the actions that he's done in his past or situations that have happened. And I told him, like, I was like, I, I've been in the same boat. Like, I've had that feeling myself as well, where I feel like because I'm not good, mm. like, God is not going to be happy with me. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I, I don't deserve his, the salvation. I don't deserve his grace. And if we're blunt and honest, yes, in a sense, we don't deserve we don't. it. But it's not because of what I do. It's not mm. because I've been a horrible person or a great person. It's because God's love, he mm. gave his only begotten son, and through him we can be saved. Yeah. We have that option. And that doesn't mean, you know, that I'm just gonna, never going to make a mistake again mm. or I can't ever do a bad thing again. Because the thing is, we're all flawed. We all have our mistakes. We all have weaknesses. And we're bound to stumble at, at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. And But the important thing is, like, through those those times that we stumble, the important thing is to get back up and keep moving forward. Yes. But also know that even though I stumble, that doesn't mean that I've lost his grace. Yes. That I've lost his love. Mm -hmm. Because I, in, in a sense... Like, we can also see it, like, in, in a, in the, as an example, like, when it comes with parents, right? Okay. I think growing up, um, we made a lot of stupid decisions as kids, teenagers, and even to this day, sometimes we still make really bad decisions. <laughs> but um, although I, I think in some sense, like, some decisions that we make are disappointing to our parents. Oh, yeah. And in a sense, I don't, like, out of embarrassment or shame, like, Sometimes, like to me, when I was growing up, like I didn't really care. When you're a kid, you don't really care. And then also you don't really know. Mm. But when you're older and you hear those words from your parents is that or when they say like you're not in trouble or whatever, I'm just disappointed in you. Yeah. They sting mm -hmm. like those words hurt because it's out of something you did. You made them feel in a horrible, in a horrible way for your actions. Mm. And. And I think it, it's, it works the same as they're disappointed in us, right? Just like God can be disappointed in our actions. But that doesn't mean that they stop loving us. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they stop giving us things, that they, they're not graceful towards us. Because we can make tons of mistakes. And uh, obviously no one's perfect, no parent is perfect. But like even through, through, these, through these mistakes, mm -hmm. like they have us in, our, in their home. Yeah. You know, they, they take care of us as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that... Um, Honestly, some, sometimes we take it for granted. Oh, yeah. We don't appreciate uh, in, in both senses, right? Both physical, mm -hmm. like our, our physical parents and also yeah. with God that we, don't, we are not grateful enough to, to know, yes, I messed up, but I know that means, that doesn't mean that you're going to stop loving me. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not going to have anything from you anymore. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things that God has given us besides our life you know, is, is our salvation. And that is always open to us for us to take if that's if that's what we desire. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's it's important or very nice to have and make that comparison. I guess like you know just because we disappoint them doesn't mean we're no we're lost forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I had a point to make about that, but we kind of got sidetracked, and I'm like, you know, this is kind of the. Mm. It's cool. Bring it up. Let's see. So when you were saying like. Yes, what we do disappoints them. I think a big thing, too, that I see, there are, like, really big, these are two very big extremes. Okay. But one is just, like, oh, my gosh, like, everything, like, I have to be perfect. I have to be good enough because, like, otherwise, like, God isn't going to want me. And then there's the people who are just, like, I have grace, so I'm going to go do whatever I want. And that's also not okay, right? And right. 
If you guys saw me on my phone, I promise I wasn't texting anybody. I was looking it up. So, okay, it's Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important part too, because yeah, you, you're right. A lot of people do use that like, oh, I'm saved by grace, or mm. we're, no, we're no longer under the law, we're, we're under grace. Mm. And um, obviously it's, it's not a smart thing to do, first of all, to sure. go and ruin your life just because you're under grace. <laughs> Right. It, it doesn't make any sense like oh i'm under grace so i'm gonna do all these stupid things and even if like even if that were true right in the mm -hmm. sense is like oh i'm saved by grace so i can do a lot of stupid stuff mm -hmm. it's like you still have consequences in this world oh yeah like For just sure. because of that that is not going to take away the consequences that you're, you're going to have mm -hmm. to go through mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's important um like you said on both extremes like don't beat yourself up to the sense that hey I'm not good enough to see God mm -hmm. and don't put yourself in a position where it's like hey because I'm saved by God I can do whatever I want mm. there's got there's, there's this middle ground where it's like you you understand that you're saved and and then also you have to put in because you know that you are saved mm. that you have to live as righteous as you can that's that's the thing too that I think like this study mentioned like salvation doesn't call us to just keep on living salvation is in it in and of itself a calling mm -hmm. it's calling us to live righteously right and if if uh if you ever go into deep a deep study of, of what is uh being free what is being liberated what is salvation mm -hmm. uh, a lot of verses that within that context uh they talk a lot about um spreading spreading the word talking mm -hmm. to other people mm -hmm. and so that they can be free and liberated as well but it, when it puts it within that context it always puts it in a sense of responsibility yeah and that's a lot of things that sometimes we fail to see is that yeah we're saved but we also have a responsibility to share that with others so that they can have that as well mm -hmm. you know not so that if you truly love them you want to see them saved as well mm -hmm. you want to see them liberated from what they're going through and I'm not saying everyone out who doesn't know this is a horrible person mm -hmm. but it's like there's a lot of times the people that we do know that are close to us that we cherish and we love mm -hmm that we see that they're in a bad situation and sometimes we get too embarrassed or too ashamed mm. to share things with mm. them so that they can also be in a sense where they know Christ and they can be liberated. They don't have to have those shackles of sin anymore mm. and get to know God and, and be saved themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think it's uh, a lot of stuff that we can learn from salvation. And mm -hmm. I think it's very impactful in our lives, obviously, not, not just in our lives now and how we're going to live our lives, but like you know, later on, obviously, yeah. our salvation is for our eternal life. Mm -hmm. And sure. I think it's just uh, amazing. It's mm -hmm. a lot of responsibility, mm -hmm. but it's also we have to recognize that we have to move forward. Mm. Yes, and that's like the thing. And I like that you use the word responsibility because a lot of times, like within our salvation, and I mean the title of this like lesson is like, "Am I called?" Yes, yes, you, you are called. We're all called, and it's like <laughs> you. But I don't know, like that to me, like when I first really like truly gave my life up to Christ, it's like so intimidating. Like, what does that mean? I don't know, can you relate? Or like, what did it mean to you? Or what does it mean to you now? Um, honestly, I, I, don't, I didn't feel that at the beginning. Mm. Uh, I felt a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. I felt like uh, I was being called in a sense as a, or like at least um, being included into his family. Mm. Not called, yeah. but included. Like they, when I, when I honestly, told myself that I was going to receive Christ, 
I felt like if I was going into a family with open arms. That's how I felt. Okay. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like I was being called out, or maybe just because in my head when I hear the word called out, mm. I feel like you're like I'm calling you out to do a certain task. Mm. Um, I mean, maybe that's just the way my head is is wired, I guess, yeah. in a different sense. But um, I I do say like while I was learning the Bible, while I was learning about Jesus, while I was learning about God, I did feel a calling as I was learning. Mm. So. I guess what you can call that, you know, that part of, of my life, a, a discipleship. And, and when I was reading and studying and, and getting to know God and getting to know uh, other godly people, godly men and women and young people, seeing their testimonies and just getting to share time with them in fellowship. Uh, after a while, I did feel like a calling, mm. like I called you out for a reason. Mm. And I think um, the, what, what really impacted me the most was... I went to a youth retreat, mm. and um, there was this another young guy there. Um, his, uh, not only like it's relevant, but his name is Victor, right? Uh -huh. um, uh, but he told me, he said, uh, out of the mud, he said, he saw a gem and he saw you. He plucked you out of there and polished you up, and he, he wants to use you. Mm. And this is a kid that I've never met in my life, okay? And we, I, we were, I was literally in the back of the bus. And he just turned around and started talking to me. And oh. that was one of the things that he told me. And I was like, okay. He had truth to speak so to you I that was, day. I was like, okay. I don't know how I feel about it, but I was like, I mean, he's a great guy. I'm yeah. like, he's a great guy. But um, yeah, that, I think that part, uh, when, when I heard those words, I think was like really something that kind of like shook me. Or, or I was like, because by that time, it's probably been maybe a, a, about a year and a half that I honestly was like, when I said, I'm going to decide to follow Jesus. Mm. And when I went to that retreat, that's when I heard those words from him as an individual, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we can hear those words like in a sermon or something. Mm. But when I heard him as an individual just speaking to me one on one, when he said those things, I was like, that kind of just assured me like, hey, maybe I do have to do something. Mm. Maybe like this whole reading and studying and all this stuff that I that I do or enjoy doing is like, Maybe there's a purpose behind it, mm. you know? I, I don't know. and <laughs> Maybe God does have a plan with me. Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't sure. And then I, I can still say that I'm not 100% sure. I know that I, I think that he wants to use every single one of his children mm. for his glory and, mm. and his word. But, I mean, obviously, as, as for what it is, the task, per se, I feel like I, I know my calling from God. Okay. And um, I feel like... It, it's something that is a blessing mm. above anything because mm. you get to, well, at least for the way that I f see it, I get to talk to so many people or meet people, and it's just um, eye-opening and a lot of things that they get to share mm. with me, and it's just different points of view, and, and I think it helps me grow as well. Mm. But I don't know if you felt called when you... I did, but I think, like, for me it was a lot different because... Again, I grew up in a Christian household. I didn't actually have a relationship with God until my 20s, like my first year of college. And the call was so simple because God was straight up like, I'm calling you to love me. Because up until that point, I, I didn't love him. I no. thought I did. I thought I was walking. I thought me and God were chill. We were homies, like way back, you know? But no, like someone told me, like, you don't love God. And that was God's call to me, like, you need to love me, and you need to know me. 
and really like that's just kind of how I just started being like yo like literally everything I've done because like I was so involved in the church and if you guys come to this church like you know like I did Sunday school I taught so many like kids I did guna I was involved in like the hoveness like I did it all yeah. but before I was saved I was doing it because I felt like I had to prove myself to people like yeah I'm saved me and God are so cool mm -hmm. look at all this stuff that I'm doing and I was also trying to like prove myself to God like God I wouldn't do this if we weren't tight like we're tight but when he like convicted me and told me like you need to love me I was just like all of that is means nothing it means nothing because I'm not doing it for you I'm not doing it to get close to you I'm not doing it out of love for you okay. and it wasn't until like then that like the things that I was doing within the church, like the dynamic, like changed the way I was serving changed. I don't think you're the only one. I think I've been there too, especially when I started off. Um, and may maybe there's people watching right now that they're probably in the same boat or they, f they know someone or they felt that way where they do something for the church. Yeah. Right. And they feel like, Oh, it's because in a sense I have to show that I'm saved in a sense. I have to show God or show people around me, that, hey, I, I'm saved and I'm doing good things because God saved me. But the, mm. the truth is, we do those things out of love mm. and because our love for Him, our love for God, and we do those certain actions, whether it is, no matter what it is, whether it's cleaning the church or preaching or teaching, it doesn't matter what it is, you do it out of love for Him. Mm. You know, it, it's not, I have to show or have to prove it. It's just something that comes within us. Mm because of that love and that salvation that we already have inside because mm. we, in a sense, when we accept Him and have Him in our lives, we already accepted the salvation. Mm. And the works that we do ahead after that is out of love. That's a thing too in Ephesians where it's just like, none of you are saved by works. Like all of the works that we do, God has already prepared beforehand. You know, like for us to kind of like step into like a mold, like the mold for us, like was already made and like he's just waiting for us to step into it. And I, I really like the way you said it, like a mold. And like when you have something, when you have a mold, when you put something in there, like you have to prep mm. what you're going to put in there beforehand. Oh, yeah. So God is preparing every single one of us. He's preparing me. He's preparing you. And he's preparing you, too. He's preparing every single one of us yeah. to put us into that place where he wants us to be. You know, we, at first we're called, mm. you know, and, and we're saved. We follow him. We have this discipleship. And then he puts us into this mold that where he wants you to be, where mm -hmm. he wants you and me to be, mm -hmm. what, what ministry he wants you to work in, whatever it is. And there's an infinite amount of ministries. And there's no ministry greater or, or lesser because we're all the body of Christ, mm -hmm. right? And, and then we have to work in unison. Mm. And whatever our, our calling is, whatever our gift is, we have to do it for God. Amen. We have to do it for Him. Mm -hmm. And that way we can be shaped in the yeah. way that He wants to mm -hmm. and be polished up and do works for Him. And I think that's uh, an important thing that comes after us getting to know God, mm -hmm. accepting that, that our salvation is eternal and basically moving forward from there. Yeah. I kind of want to focus on, I don't know. Okay, um, because just because like the idea of a calling seems so daunting I think when you're new to faith or when you're really young, like we had established. And what I really liked was that, I guess like as I was reading Ephesians, mm -hmm. right? And it's verse 10. It says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared, prepared, prepared 
prepared in advance for us to do. So I guess as I was reading it, I was just like, and good works are what exactly? Mm -hmm. And so it referred me to Ephesians chapter 4, okay. um, verse 22 through 32. So that's 10 whole verses, Go but ahead. That's, that's fine. Um, but it literally tells you. So, like, the Bible always has answers, y'all. I remember when I was younger, I'd be like, well, where are they? You just got to look for them. Look for them. Um, because the Bible straight up tells you, like, these, this is what it means. So, verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are, we are all members of one body. And that's, I'm just going to cut it off at 25. But if you keep going, verses 25 to 32 tell you, like, put off falsehood. Like, stop lying. Speak truthfully. Do honest work. Don't steal anymore. Like, all of these things. And, like, some of them are so little things. Like, one of them is, like, let no foul language come out of your mouth. Y'all know what that means. I don't have to explain that to you. <laughs> and other things is just like speak honestly, speak things that build people up. Like even in the way that we talk, like it reflects our calling. It reflects like Christ in us. So I would definitely, like, I recommend you guys reading that chunk. And it's Ephesians 4, 22 to 32, if you know. Yeah, and I think the part that you, that you said right now, I think has, has a lot of value is... um. The way we carry ourselves, the way we behave around others, the mm -hmm. way that we uh, react to our situations around us, that, that reflects that. a lot of what is truly inside you. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to be careful, uh, especially if, we, if there are non-believers non or people who are doubtful or watching you, because you never, you never know. And, and a lot of the times they are, they are just being observant and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if they're observing the way you behave, they're observing the way that you carry yourself, and you're giving a bad example, they're not going to be swayed in any way to know or try to believe in the way that you do yeah. if you try to share the gospel with them because they're going to see the way that you act, that mm -hmm. you behave. Mm -hmm. And like the saying goes, actions speak louder than words. Yes. So if they see your actions that they're not good, that they're not positive, that they're just full of negativity, they're not going to be in any way swayed to try to listen to what you're actually saying because mm. they're going to see what you're doing, how you're living, and they're like, well, then what is the point? Mm. They're like, they're probably just as bad as I am, so what's the point? I'm just yeah. wasting two to three hours on a Sunday when I can be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just think it's, um, it's very important mm -hmm. on how we carry ourselves in these situations and mm. try to learn to grow. Mm. on that but yeah. uh, also know that uh, you're not called out to be perfect none of us are yeah. but know that we're saved through his grace mm. above everything that it's he who loves us and through his love he saved us and don't beat yourself up it's just gonna ruin basically yeah oh yeah everything you can do for sure. I mean, something my therapist always tells me he's like be nice to yourself or be nicer to yourself and I think, like, we really need to, that just goes for anyone, you know? Like, be nicer to yourself. Like, if you tried and you failed, but, like, it's just, like, that genuine repentance of, like, God, I'm so sorry. I messed up. I'm going to try again. 
and you might fail again. And God is like, you know what? I see, I see though what's in your heart, and I saw that that was a good effort. You did try. Yeah. So we're we're Gucci. Well, not like Gucci, (laughs) but like you know, His grace is enough. Yeah, and I think that's something that is just amazing from God. Yeah. Oh yeah. That He's just so loving, so caring that even in our mistakes and our stumbles, He's there for you. He's Mm. there for every single one of you. He's there for me. Amen. So I don't know if you want to add anything else. I think, like, really a big thing, too, is if, like, you're still struggling to remember, like, how you should be acting in, like, your calling. Because sometimes I feel like, well, I'm just going to talk about me. I overcomplicate things, right? And I'm just like, it has to be this big old thing. It doesn't, right? So God, well, Christ, in Matthew 25, chapter 25, verses 32 to 46, gives us the parable of the sheep and the goats. And essentially, he's like talking to a group of people where they mm-hmm. followers or people that claim to be followers. Right. And he separated them into two groups, right? And to one of them, he's just like praising them for all the good that they did to him. And he's like, you fed me when I was hungry. You visited me when I was in jail, like all of these good things. And they're like, I didn't do that for you. What? And he's just like, no, no, no. But you did it for other people. And so you did it for me. And with the other group of people, he's just like, y'all, on the other hand, like, essentially just turned your back on me. And they're like, but we didn't turn our back on you. And he's like, you didn't serve other people, so mm-hmm. you turned your back on me. That's just the, like, Spark Notes version. Please go read it. Um, but honestly, like, just to act in a way that reflects Christ is just to, like, do everything as if it were for him, as if the person, like, next to you was him, Mm -hmm. like, in love and also grace and forgiveness and caring and genuine caring. Yeah, and I think a great example of that is Jesus. Oh, yes. And when he came, he came to serve. Mm. So God in the flesh, he came to serve. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just eye-opening to each and every single one of us um, that we were called out to do the same as well. Oh, yeah. Because Jesus said, be imitators of me. Mm. So if he came to serve, we should be serving others as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm saying you serve others, help them out when they can, when their time of need. If someone needs help, be there to help. Do your best to help the people mm. around you because there is nothing greater in this world than to have and to know that you made a difference, if not on the world, at least on someone's life. Mm. You know, you could impact one person's life, but that person that you impacted could change the world. Mm. So there, there is nothing that is, is greater than knowing that whatever action you do in a positive light could somehow snowball into something much bigger mm. than what you did. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's another thing that the scriptures also tells us that we will do greater works than he, mm. he did. And, and the, the way I see it is like right now we have so many things helping us out. Like for instance, like we can do things online and mm. reach an, a large amount of people. And obviously something that they didn't have back then. And there's just so many ways that we can help other people. There's so many ways that we can impact other people. Maybe it's just one single phrase that you or I say or anyone mm. else says online to change the way that they live, so to change the way that they see things in a better and more positive light. Amen. And uh, I mean, if you have anything else to maybe close out. The... I guess like the next thing is just talking about that is God is really intentional and don't ever like go doubting like how much you're going to do, even if it's something little, like God is so good at like tying that, going like full circle for someone. You just never know exactly what you said, what little thing could just like, 
make it for yeah. someone. Yeah. Or break it. <laughs> True. It'd be like that. All right, and it's just as like uh, I guess a reminder to everyone, right? For you, for me, for everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching. Um, God gave His only begotten Son for for salvation, right? For everyone who believes in Him can be saved and will be saved. And an important thing to know and having your heart and having your mind is that no matter what you did in your past, no matter what atrocious thing, even you could have done the most horrible thing in the past, ask God for forgiveness, repent for what you've done. Mm. Invite God into your heart. Amen. And this is the most important part that you're going to have to do is invite him into your life so that he can guide your life completely. Yeah. Not just half of it, not just a part of it, not a certain section. Let God guide you completely. Mm. Let God have full control. Let God guide you through your life. Let him make the big decisions. Ask for guidance all the time. And know, know that when you're walking with Christ, the times that you stumble, the times that you fall, the times where you feel like you just are at the pit or in the depths of the worst moments in your life, God is with you. God will always be there with you. Even in your mistakes, God is with you. Mm. And you have His grace, you have His love, and you have His salvation. Get up, ask for help if you need it, and move forward. Mm. The most important thing is to move forward and know that when that day comes, when the day of judgment comes, you will be saved. You will be cleansed by His blood. And you'll just have this moment and you'll, you'll have this eternal life and just everlasting beauty. Mm. And don't let that go to waste. Don't let your life go to waste. Don't, don't waste a single moment. And, and if you're hesitating right now, I invite you to invite Christ into your life. I invite you to make this important life-changing decision that not only will it affect you after this life that we have now, but it will affect you throughout this life we have at this moment mm -hmm. for the better. Mm -hmm. Because everything he does, the, God does it good. Mm -hmm. So and we'll just close it out in, in a small prayer. And then uh, I guess just some, something to say after that. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you because you have blessed us, Lord, and you have reminded us, Lord, that you love and that you give us grace, Lord. Thank you for your salvation, for everything you've given us, Lord, up until this moment. You have blessed us in abundance, Lord. Thank you for everything. I pray you that you bless every single one of us and everyone listening, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.